Hi everyone, it's little old me just doing a quick intro to explain that this show was recorded before the COVID-19 pandemic. Now we delayed release of the show to cover some more relevant content, which of course related around the problems that businesses were going to face during the pandemic lockdown. So forgive us if there are elements of the show which are now slightly out of date. That's mainly relating to the news sections, of course, the rest of the show and the main topic that we're discussing is still very much relevant. So we hope you enjoy. With 22 million UK users, LinkedIn offers a fabulous opportunity to find your ideal clients and to stay ahead of your competition. But what do these future clients currently find when they visit your profile? First impressions count. So, are you proud of your fantastic profile because it is client ready and written with them in mind? Or do you look at it and wonder how you could do better because you are not generating leads? My Marketing Guy works with those who want to take advantage of the amazing potential offered by LinkedIn. So, for more details, please email guy at mymarketingguy.co.uk to arrange an initial consultation. Remember, your next client is on LinkedIn. You're listening to Go Fish, exclusively on the pod station. Welcome to the latest episode of the GoFish Marketing Tips podcast. Each week we get some marketing topics and we delve into them to come up with some tips and tricks which might be useful for you, your business and your marketing budget. Um, I don't do it alone. We have three uh, cunning marketing brains around the table um, to my right, which I appreciate is pointless from an audio <laughs> point of view, <laughs> is Elaine from To Sum It Up. How are you doing, Elaine? I'm very good, thank you. Yes, yeah, all good. And uh, to my left is what will be the star of the show for today, because this week uh, we are covering uh, his particular uh, area of expertise, which is LinkedIn is my marketing guy, Chris Roxborough. Hello, everybody. Thank you, Mark. But we're all stars of this particular show, aren't we, really? Oh, I don't think so. Not as as twinkling as much as you are. You can tell he's on the sugar rush from the donuts. That's why he's been so nice. He's got to build up a sugar in his system. Uh, Right. um, Throughout the show, you will hear lots and lots of things. Um, If you have an opinion on anything, we love to hear opinions. If you have a question on anything, if you feel that we've missed something out and you want to pick our brains, we're on social media. That's go underscore fish marketing. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. So stick your comments on there. We, we When we do our posts, um, let us know because we're happy to, to uh, answer any questions that you might have. Uh, you can also send us an email at gofish at thepodstation.co.uk. Um, so, yeah, if you do have any questions, uh, let us know because we will probably read them out on the next show because nice to answer people's questions, it I guess. It is, yeah. It is. Well, it's great to know there's somebody listening, really. <laughs> Other than my mum and dad. <laughs> oh, it's them. Well, <laughs> oh, I think my sister does as well. In, in fairness, I don't think my mum does listen. I think my dad perhaps has it on speaker. <laughs> she tolerates it. Hi, Mum. Hi, Dad. 
Hello, Mr. and Mrs. Pollard. Hello. <laughs> right, okay. Uh, so first uh, section, we like to cover some news tips. Um, normally there's a news uh, story that's bouncing around, which we hopefully try and find some relevance for you as a business so you can adapt or incorporate it into whatever plan you've got going on. Uh, Elaine, do you have one this this fine day? I do indeed. Um, obviously, when you're listening to this, it is going to be 2020. Um, but um, So they were just pre that now. So they're looking at the trends that they feel are going to happen in 2020 around marketing. So one of the things that's um, sort of running around at the moment is, is this sort of fast-fail culture or fail fast culture should I say is is it um is it going to be more effective in the new year or something we should consider it's more about um, quality than quantity so some of the um some of the bigger guys are are looking at this at the moment like coca-cola for example Uh, they're sort of pushing back a little bit on the amount of things they're putting out there but just making them more memorable if you like and the ones they are so interesting tack really isn't it because uh, i i am one of those people who oh yeah what you know what should we be doing there what should we be doing there and posting things so interesting really that 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 technique would definitely play to my strengths i think so uh, i might just make it a trend even if it doesn't become one actually <laughs> are you in on that trend chris it, it's interesting and it's also very sensible because um, in social media terms um and it may come up later, but uh, if we talk about LinkedIn, um, if you put a if you put a successful post out there, and then follow it up with uh, another one shortly thereafter, you're just going to kill the uh, the engagement on the on the successful post that you originally put. So, to to be putting less out um, or less frequently, but better quality would would make total sense to me yeah, on social media have you got a new story for us i have um mine's uh, mine was some research i read earlier this week about podcasting for the uh, the forthcoming 12 months and um I, i've been desperately trying to to find that uh, piece of research because i'd like to credit it but i haven't been able to suffice it to say um, what it was, what it was telling us was that uh, podcasting is is going to be the next big thing uh, in in the forthcoming uh, twelve month period, and I thought that was really relevant because you've uh, you've arrived on podcasting at exactly the right time, Mr. Pollard, if you don't mind me saying so. Yeah. It's about bloody time I did pitch it right. <laughs> There's been plenty of times when I've gone to, to queue for the bus and it's already gone, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, absolutely. The the statistics are now that I think there's about 70 to 75% of the UK population are listening to at least one podcast a week. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a 20% growth on the previous year. And the, the, the trend seems to suggest there's going to be much the same sort of increase again in terms of consumption of podcasts. So it's, it's definitely a new form of medium yeah. that people are using, um, mainly because of ease of access. You, yes. you don't have to particularly go to town to be able to do one. Mm. there is a little bit of technical know-how and there is the equipment and the like of course if uh, you visit the podstation.co.uk you can actually <laughs> find out how we can assist you well, in yeah. doing those podcasts um, but the, the long and short of it is you can do it on pretty much anything you want and from yeah. a marketing point of view you can either do it to promote your business by doing it something that's relevant and interesting to prospective clients or by advertising on them 
It didn't come as a surprise to me either, because the, the, most people you speak to, it's, how do you do podcasting? Yeah. You know, how, can, how can I get involved with that? Well, we know now, don't we? We do. You so, visit the podstation.co.uk where we will also be running uh, training courses as well. Yeah. And you know what? It's like anything, though, isn't it? It's, it's great when you know how to do it. Oh, it's easier, isn't it? But before that, though, there is this big sort of lack of knowledge. In it's things, a mystique, isn't it? Isn't it, it is, it? yeah. And you think, oh, God, that, that must be some real grand thing that oh, could I possibly do it? So I think it's, you know, it's a great thing that you're doing. That you're just a, Only really clever people know how to do it, well, is what indeed, I thought. Well, we just, well. Occasion- then I met Mark. <laughs> Occasionally one foot slips through the neck, Chris. Well, to be fair, Chris, had it not been for Mark, we wouldn't even have known where to start, really, would you we? You know so? I'm joking. <laughs> We're like lemons in a boat. <laughs> All hoping the wind blows us in the right direction. What about you, Mark? Have you come up with any news this week? Oh, I have, indeed. Um, well, it's it's a little bit of news. It's mainly um, there was some new research that's come in that found that 84% of people who receive um, holiday deal emails actually um, purchase that, that holiday or take up on that deal by going back in through their inbox um so not necessarily doing it when it drops into their inbox but rather going i remember that and fishing it out from a couple of weeks or a couple of months months earlier really ah well it's it's great that that's actually been highlighted isn't it because that's something i often talk about it's that uh, timing is everything isn't it in the sale and we might read something and they oh yeah really like that but you know other things get in the way um and of course, that's the beauty, isn't it? If it's in an email, you can go back to it. But of course, if we were really clever when we're putting out our emails, we would have successive emails that were stick, keep reminding people of these offers so that they don't have to go trawling for them. Um, they've actually remember getting it. Oh, I got that actually yesterday or today's the, the nod you need. So that's interesting. That it's know your nose, yeah. isn't it? It is know your nose. Absolutely. Stealing one of your sayings. <laughs> it's know your nose. Just because they don't buy it there and then doesn't mean to yeah. say they're not interested. No. 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 So oh, that, I like that one. So yeah. that's news. Um, so moving on to our uh, topic for this week, which is LinkedIn. Mm. Um, now, do we know anyone who might know anything about LinkedIn, Elaine? Well, do you know, I've got a sort of hazard a guess Chris might have a little bit of knowledge there. Chris? It was a wild guess, wasn't it? <laughs> <clears throat> yes. Um, uh, LinkedIn, it's been a, uh, I suppose passion is a bit of a, an overused word. Let's say, just say specialist subject of mine. For, I'll go uh, for passion. Uh, no, I'll go for passion. It's been a passion of mine for the last, I don't know, four or five years. Um since I found out the potential behind LinkedIn as uh, as a marketing tool, as a sales aid, um, I just wanted to tell everybody else as well. So uh, uh, that's where all the, the sort of LinkedIn workshops came from, and uh, and the, the the mission to inform. Now, is that passion? Did that passion come from? positive experience you had from LinkedIn or when you found it and started to see all the tools that it offered, you just became overexcited about those things? I think it was the latter. Um, I began to to piece things together from uh, from what people were talking about LinkedIn and I'm I was like a, like the people I speak to these days I was sitting there with uh, 500 plus uh, um, connections and thinking hmm, what do I do now then um, 
and uh, gradually, piece by piece, put it together and thought, you know what, this is, uh, this is going to work. Started working it properly and uh, got the results, got some, uh, got new business in, in a way that I had never done in all the time I'd been on LinkedIn previously, which was since it started, probably, um, what, 15, 18 years ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and back then, of course, it was it was just a tool for uh, for people to put their, their online CVs so that they could be uh, they could be found by employers. But it's changed dramatically over that. To, over that period of time um, I guess that's probably answered my first question I was going to say what is LinkedIn and by that I didn't mean what is LinkedIn yeah, yeah. We, we all know it's a social media platform if yeah. you're listening to this the, mm. you're 99% likely to have, have already come across LinkedIn I guess the question is more geared towards what is it in the general scope of social media as a whole it's very much the the business to business marketing tool um it's a it's a, a platform where you can you can make the sort of contacts that you wouldn't be able to make in in normal life as it were um you know you can connect with people like richard branson on uh, on linkedin um, and many of uh, many of the social media influencers, whether or not that's going to do any any, any long term good to you is another question altogether. Because I would always recommend connecting with people that are relevant to your business. But um, but it is a it is a level playing field, and we're all we're all we're all just those members. We can connect with anyone. We can follow anyone. We can um, we can watch what. Uh, what people get up to and take tips from uh, from them in any walk of life. Uh, there's two, two, two ways of looking at LinkedIn, isn't there? There's, there's those who are looking for work um, who can put themselves out there, and that's what it was originally intended for. And there were the, uh, there are those those of us that are looking for business, and it's the most underrated sales tool imaginable. Do you get much work from LinkedIn, Elaine? No, I don't massively, and I don't. I think some of that comes from I don't particularly target enough on it, really. And I think Chris would probably um, curse me, I think, if I was one of his students in um, a smouldering <laughs> way, as we've established. <laughs> yeah. So, um, well, I'm back rewinding slightly, though. That it is my intention to do more with it, um, because particularly a couple of new services that I'm doing now particularly lend themselves more to LinkedIn so so I think like like a lot of people I sort of took the plunge to go on it because um it was like oh you know I should be because I run a business and so I really dabbled at it very much so early on and then my sort of following over the last couple of years has grown and grown and I'm, I'm a lot more proactive on it now so it's almost I'm I'm almost like a certain level now ready to do the next bit really I suppose is where I'm at with it. I guess from a starting perspective, people probably have LinkedIn profiles, but if they've not really used it um, in any particular way, uh, what's the first thing they should perhaps have on their checklist of things to do? Um, they need to to read read over their read over their profile, and if they're really happy with it, it's probably rubbish. <laughs> Oh, oh because we we all write profiles that are that are about us and 
<clears throat> we sit back and we we think, oh, look what I've done, the about us bit. I, I love some of them, you know. <laughs> I've done this, I've done that, I've done the other. Aren't I such a clever person? Um, you know, they they get to the they go down to the extent of getting the five meter swimming badge in there. It's just <laughs> I need to take that off them. What, what, what people? I got the ten meter. <laughs> just saying. What people don't understand, what those people don't understand, many do, but what those people don't understand is. It's not about you. If you're on LinkedIn for business, you it, it's not about how, how, how wonderful you are. It's if I'm reading somebody's profile, or if you are, or if Elaine is, mm. subconsciously thinking, what's in it for me? Not yeah. intentionally, but so so my, my advice to people is forget the about us being about you. Uh, or the about section, or they sometimes call it the summary, being uh, being all about you um, and your achievements. It should be what you can do for uh, for the person who's visiting your page, and then they're likely to be a bit more interested in you rather than reading all about your your cleverness. No, and I, I, I second that because it, it is it's the same sort of principle as the sale, isn't it? People are buying or investing in an outcome. So they need to know what outcome that you can provide because, as you say, a whole list of I've got this and I can do this and I can do the other doesn't actually tell people, well, what would you help me achieve? So you do have to look at it in that way. Totally agree. Mm. I'm editing my profile. Or doing <laughs> um, imagery, a matter after my own heart um, and making sure the imagery is all right. Um, it goes without saying, you've mentioned it previously about not having your wedding photograph just because you happen to look the slimmest and smartest you've ever looked um, as your profile picture. And your beloved's better looking than you. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why I don't have her in any of the pictures because otherwise people just think they're getting sloppy seconds when they're dealing with me. But you, you do see them, though, with yeah. people with, you know, with their arm around each, arms around each other, wedding photograph on a LinkedIn profile. Or it's cropped and you can just see the ham. <laughs> Which is even more spooky. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and, and of course, you, you should have a banner at the top which but, explains everything. I guess the, the question I'm asking, um, I'm, sometimes it's something that people don't do because there's two elements to this. The first is if you work somewhere and they've got a business page, link that in your where you've worked previously because it should have their icon and logo on there yeah. but what do you do if they don't because that drives me insane I've, uh, there's a couple of places where um i know people have worked i'm going to see on the profile they can't have that and yeah it, yeah. it just looks rubbish yeah yeah well, well, well are you talking about the the places places that worked or the background banner no the places they've worked yeah well that's that's the that's a company policy thing isn't it rather than an individual mm. uh, yeah, get over individual it, decision <laughs> set up a page <laughs> obviously don't because you tip the terms and conditions don't you yes. but, but you could always set up a page do it for them <laughs> yes yes well yes su suggest you could by all means if you're working at that company but if you've left I, I, I thought you were talking about if you've left the company both yeah, yeah I guess both really well obviously if you've left the company it's that's showbiz isn't it if <laughs> I like that phrase. <laughs> if, you're, if you're still with the company mm. uh, and you're an employee, then have a chat with the uh, with the marketing director or the managing director and say, "Look, we need a business page just to look professional," mm. Um, mm. because because it then does contacts. I mean, how many contacts have you? Do you would you say you've? Probably I got? have got two thousand two hundred fifty. 
I think I've probably got about mm. the same number. How many have you got, Chris? Um, it's around the 9,000 mark. Wow. Oh, heck. Somebody's popular. <laughs> is that... No, not popular. I've worked on that. Look, um, I was, was going to say, is, it, is that important? And if it is important, how do you build that up in a way that's quality, not quantity, going mm. back to the new yeah, story yeah. that you said, it, Elaine? It, it's a, it exactly dovetails with, uh, with what... Elaine was saying it's it's all about relevancy um, and big numbers are irrelevant if they're just big numbers mm. but if you've if you've got people following you um, wanting to hear what you've got to say who are relevant to your business and who who could place business with you your target market in other words um, then then the numbers are important, yes, because they're first level contacts. You can talk directly to them, and um, uh, and I I now only ever um, look at visit the pages of um, of of my target market. Right. When I visit them, if I visit them in numbers, a proportion of them will visit me back and connect, and that's how I've built the built the numbers over the years but my numbers are still still small by comparison with uh, mm. with many people how do you grow that connection number by visiting other other profiles and have them looking back at you okay so and you're searching for them aren't you so just to clarify that you're searching for these people yes, and finding yes. them and then you look at their profile and then that because they then know you they that you've looked at their profile don't absolutely they? if yeah. owner managers were in my um in my target market in my target group which they are um then i would look at let's say a hundred owner manager profiles um of that quantity maybe 30 40 percent would look back at mine and another smaller percentage would uh, would automatically invite me to connect because they've read my profile and I'm relevant to them. Okay, that, yeah. that's why that's, it's important it's to know, to, uh, I see. to make mm. the profile relevant. It's not for you; it's for the visitors. And if the visitors are your target market, then talk to them. Yeah. So, and again, just to clarify for people listening, so this sits under the the, the free version of LinkedIn doing that doesn't it yes exactly yeah yeah Yeah. there is a limit on the number of people you can connect with on the free one is it is it five thousand or something like that i believe so yeah yeah we're all right got a bit to go yet mark you mentioned a first level contact yes uh what what do you mean by a first level contact okay sorry to lapse into uh uh into jargon first level contact is if elaine and i are 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 connected on LinkedIn, we are first level contacts. If I'm not connected to you, but Elaine is connected to you, you are then a second level contact of mine. Got you. And the people to the people to visit, the people whose pages it's best to visit are second level contacts because they can actually when you visit them they look back at you and think, "Who is this? Uh, who is this person?" Um, oh, he's connected to to Elaine. Um, he can. They can see that you're connected to to people that they know, yeah. and that gives them uh, reassurance. 
Mm. I normally say a warm, fluffy feeling, but uh, this is a this is a professional <laughs> podcast, and I'll say reassurance. Um. <laughs> okay, yeah. That, that, so that's that's good advice, isn't it? That, that definitely, because some people don't know how it works, do they? No, no, mm. it is. Um, and the free version does allow you to see some people who viewed your yes. profile. Yes, it's. Um, it's relatively limited, as you know. The free version of LinkedIn allows you to see five, the last five people that visited you. Um, if you pay for the pro version of, of LinkedIn, it allows you to see the last 90 days of people who visited you. And at its height, when I was very, very busy on LinkedIn, that numbered uh, 1,600 over, wow. the, over the previous mm. 90 days. Gosh. So it enables you to go back and to to message them, to, to, to cherry pick and to say, you know, I deal with a lot of people in, in the, uh, let's say, um, in, in law firms, you're a law firm, um, and then put, put, your, put your sales message to them or invite them to, to have a chat about services you can offer. Not the hard sell, not on LinkedIn, just plant the seed and um and see see where that see where that leads 10 minutes 10 days 10 actions is brought to you by two summit up expert sales tips and advice provided in a structured bite-sized way for only 97 pounds Learn how to improve your processes with 10-minute podcasts provided each day for 10 days, which you can listen to from the comfort of your own home, office, or whilst out and about. For more information, visit twosummitup.co.uk forward slash 10-actions. I do hate that when people invite you to connect with them. Yeah. And you do, and the first thing that drops into your inbox is a... Hi, I've been looking at your profile. I can see we do lots of similar things. <laughs> Would you like to buy this product? Uh, yeah. Delete. Yes, yeah. yes. I think that the, the worst ones for me is when they're trying to actually sell you something that you actually do, which clearly means they've not read everything <laughs> you, you do. It's, it's that, hello, read a little bit further down. It's a service I offer. Why would I buy it from you? I get a lot of that because, of, of course, I've got the legal background on my profile Uh, and so people see that and assume i'm probably still that and so i get lots of costs Mm. um companies and uh, medical agencies and and barristers all connecting (laughs) with me in the hope that they will you're crediting crediting people with uh with more than you should there mark it's um that'll be a that'll be that'll be an automated process that's picking out the uh, words law firm in your in your profile oh i thought it was just because they'd seen me picture and thought gosh <laughs> sadly i'd love to be part of his gang oh, gosh. Um, how much is the premium the pro version of linkedin pro version i think uh it comes in at around 47 pound 99 a month so I guess if you're going to use that, you mm. need to be using it properly because well, if it's th- not cheap, but it, it can pay for itself easily if you do it right. It isn't cheap, but um, how many customers would you need? How many clients would you need mm. to uh, to cover what is about £600 a year 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's... Uh, it's no, I, 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 I guess that's what I was getting yeah. at when I said it's it's not cheap because £50 a month isn't a small amount of money as such. No. But it, it would be enough to motivate me to need to do something. Do it, yeah. 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 And it's like, as we've said in previous podcasts, isn't it? It's like anything you invest in, you've got to make sure you use it. Otherwise, it's just a complete waste, isn't it? So if you're going to invest... In a in a sort of tool, a sales tool, yep. marketing like that, you've got you're gonna make sure you use it. Well, that's and therefore it is absolutely good value, isn't it? If you're getting a lot out of it. Mm. What's the all star so. status? All star status. That really is. It's a question of just doing what LinkedIn want you to do: completing the uh, completing the profile, putting a putting a picture up there, putting your education up there, putting your last three uh, your last three jobs up there. Um, uh, location, I think, is is another requirement. There's about ten requirements, but when you register on LinkedIn, it walks you walks you through the whole process, mm. um, and will tell you uh, how much you how much you've got to go to to achieve all star status. All star status is by no means good enough, but it but it is a starting point, and that's the minimum minimum entry level requirement on LinkedIn. And what do you get? Is there, is there any added benefit for doing it aside from, of course, your profile being completed properly? Well, I think that's the that's the basis of it. Yes. <laughs> what you, would you like? You, 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 don't, <laughs> you don't get a, you don't get a gold star or anything. <laughs> yeah, like. yeah. Well, that's yeah. kind of what I was angling at. <laughs> and a, the cake. a letter of congratulations <laughs> from the chief executive. Just saying. <laughs> oh, God. I, would, I would be happy with that. Uh, Fine. Well, now we've established they don't just give out gold stars. You've got to earn them. Um, posts. People, you can, you obviously can post on LinkedIn much the same way as you can with any other social media platform. Um, I see on a daily basis good examples of people who abuse it. Yeah. Lots of people who miss the point entirely. And some people mm. who get it right, yeah. Um, yeah. and all of the above, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's mm. tough. Um, what what type of posts particularly irk you, Elaine? Um, oh gosh, that's interesting, isn't it? Really, I think I I do like a blend of posts. So so this is as the reader. So for me, I like um, I like some sort of good factual, did you know stuff that you think, oh, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Uh, so that just create some interest really so I like that sort of thing um, I don't mind a bit of salesy stuff on there if it's something that you if people are clear I can't stand this whole troll of you've got to you know go like two yards down the page to get to what they're getting at just say it you know, I'm quite I'm okay with that if, it, if it's going to appeal to me it'll appeal to me if it's not it's not um, so so yeah I like, I like people who are a little bit quirky on there as well um, and yeah so what I don't know whether the biggest frustration, I think, is when people get really sort of controversial on it and, and start picking people up on their opinion. And you think, you know, in my world, we've all got an opinion, whether everyone agrees with it, which they won't, is another matter. But people are entitled to an opinion um, and a good debate. I like a good debate, but I think sometimes people just go a little bit too far with criticism, um, which I'm really not don't get very happy with at all so so i've unfollowed some people because i think you just got too much to say for yourself (laughs) um so yeah that's probably where i sit with it so a blend and therefore i suppose as a person putting posts on 
I try to do the same. So a blend of that type of thing for me uh, is, I suppose that's what we do, isn't it? We do what, what we like to see is what we do as well, really. Or maybe maybe that's right or maybe wrong. I don't know, Chris, is it? Well, I think that's spot on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, a blend of things. You don't want to be selling all the time. Neither do you want to be putting selfie videos up all the time. Mm, yeah. um, or you don't want to be doing any one activity all the time. It's It's a mixture. Um, one of my most successful posts was one where I didn't have time to to get a um, <clears throat> didn't have time to get a, a visual, so I just it was just a text post about GDPR a couple of years ago, maybe two and a half years ago, and it was something along the lines of it was very brief. Um, does GDPR spell the end of email marketing? And um, the, the, there was did they a, all reply by saying, "How did you get my data?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there was a, there was a healthy debate after that. Yeah. Um, so it just shows it showed me then that I don't need to overthink it by putting a a clever visual about uh, GD, you know, somebody scratching his head and with an with an email in in his hand or whatever. Yeah, um, but um, but that no, that did work. Um, so. It, Vary it, vary it. Put a video yeah. on. Put uh, put a salesy salesy one on. But you don't need to do an awful lot on LinkedIn, yeah. as we said earlier. If you've got a post that's absolutely flying, mm. don't don't post anything. I mean, it, it could fly for days. Um, however, if you've got one that's bombed complete completely, which is possibly uh, the experience of most of us, um, greater part of the time then yes, you by all means, put something up that you think might be... Yeah. Uh, but give it some thought. Mm, and it's just sort of, I think you look at things that... And some really clever people, aren't they? Like, you know, they pick up on some hot topics. Yes. And it's just that generating a conversation about it. And some of them, you know, just fantastic, aren't they? Then you get people's different views on something. Uh, but because it's a it's a really relevant thing at that time, which is which is good. Mm, yeah, no, it's just fascinating. It, we mentioned uh, a few weeks ago about how Facebook limits how many of your followers actually see the post. Is that the case with LinkedIn? So yes, if you is, if yeah. you have yeah. nine thousand um, connections, mm-hmm. what percentage of those nine thousand will see a, an organic post when you first fire it out? Well, it's very difficult to get that sort of figure out of uh, out of LinkedIn or any research that you do. But um, it's a very small percentage, suffice it to say. Um, LinkedIn, LinkedIn, a successful LinkedIn post will get engagement in the, good engagement in the first two hours. And the, so the first two hours of a, of a post are crucial, which means that the timing of the post is fairly crucial. It needs to be when when your followers are most likely to be online. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll only find this out through uh, through experience. But I can tell you... <laughs> <laughs> from experience. Uh, well, no, from experience. I, um, the commuter time and I suppose between 7.30 and 9.30 in the morning mm. is good. Um, business people as they're getting into work, uh, I think researchers indicates that indicated that one of the things they do do before they start the day is just just check their LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, so it's not a not a bad time to uh, to choose. And similarly, 
commuter time in the evening. So perhaps just before people go home about five o'clock through till through till six thirty, seven o'clock are good times to, to post on LinkedIn. And it's interesting, isn't it, as as the levels of self employed people have grown and grown and grown yes. and still growing, and um, then some of um, I've noticed more now because like probably like a lot of people, I've got it linked to, um, you know, the notifications come up when there's anything relevant yes. I'm following, um, and I've noticed this more now sort of happen of a weekend than would ever have done before. So and the odds sort of. Oh, they say the odd person. I don't mean the odd person, uh, but you know, know you'll get some in the <laughs> you'll get some in the evening. So it's it's interesting, isn't it? At one time when I started LinkedIn, definitely it was it was a Monday to Friday thing. Yes, yeah. It's not quite so much now, is it? But not quite so much. No. It's still still a predominance yeah. of Monday to Friday. But you are right. Yes, there mm. can be some perfectly decent. Uh, engagement at the weekend if you get the post right. Yeah. What about you, Mark? Are you how how active are you on on LinkedIn these days? I, I take the Coca Cola approach, which is <laughs> quality, not quantity. Um, so if I've got, I, I do have, I do have a regular run of stuff to post. Sometimes I have more time to be able to do it than other times, but uh, it tends to be I post it because I know and I'm happy with it, mm. as opposed to fire, making, putting myself under the pressure to do it once, twice, two, mm. three, three times a day. Um, so your strategy is a flexible one. It is, yeah. That's largely <laughs> down to Does, is, that, is that sort of wandering into ad hoc then that's i'm, I'm saying that because i'm a bit like that on linkedin if so. i'm being entirely mm-hmm. honest um because a lot of the businesses that i've i've uh, i've got are relatively new one of the things that i have been doing for the last four to six months is finding finding my my funk yeah yeah finding my feel good advice my yeah. style yeah. Um, the characteristics I want to portray by doing it, yeah. finding the content that fits in with what mm. I'm, what the message I'm trying to send, um, and so actually I've been spending more energy and time finding that, and I've, I've largely got that tied down now. Um, so the next stage of that process will be to build up the audiences um, who will then go on and going back to what you mentioned last show, Chris, um, they will find content already there. Um, So they'll have stuff to flick through and and there'll be, there'll be things that they can, they can read and and digest. Um, So it won't just be a blank canvas, but that's kind of where I've been at at the minute. And that's great advice though, isn't it? And that's, you know, sensible advice because actually we can spend an awful lot of time throwing stuff at a wall hoping it'll stick and actually without a real strategy behind it so you know because we don't know when we start a business do we think we know who we're talking to but it's not until we have more conversations and listen to our audience a bit more that we really get in the right groove so i think that's you know a very sound way of doing it um than putting a lot of energy into something that might not be talking to the right people and it has to be said you you have become gradually more visible over the last few months haven't you which yeah. is, which is to be expected but you've you've just confirmed why i mean yeah. you you now you you're now getting that confidence in the new business aren't mm. you um, well it's it's finding what i want to do yeah. on each of the yeah. platforms so yeah. instagram because it's more visual um 
it, it it suits a lot of the stuff that we do but um i like to make pretty patterns in the you know in the gallery <laughs> section of instagram so things have to be done on a certain order to maintain that um whereas the other ones i can you can post more ad hoc or it doesn't have to be in the same order but actually mm. if i'm going to post something I, I tend to do it on all the platforms yes at the yes. same yeah. time yeah um so it's, it's just finding it's finding your groove really isn't yeah, it? Yeah. it is totally yeah. with with linkedin is it the same as facebook where you can boost the post um no no, not not quite the same as Facebook. I mean, Facebook is has got fabulous flexibility in in, in those terms. Um, the the boosted posts on LinkedIn tend to tend to tend to be those that uh, that you can do organically. You you need a boost. You need a group of people around you who can maybe help you out to get that those first those first couple of hours. Um, mm engagement that will be your your boost post and then linkedin will take it from there um because <clears throat> linkedin in the first in the first couple of hours when you when you put a post out um they will decide whether or not it's spam that their bots do the rounds well is it spam is it decent quality well let's assume it's decent quality then if it's decent quality has it had engagement if it has they they will release it. They'll they'll release some of the shackles that they've uh, they've imposed on all of us, on on that post, and that's when it that's when the organic thing comes uh, comes in, mm. and you find you find people who are outside your first level contacts, uh, liking, commenting, sharing, and that's what we're all aiming for with every post. Um, if it doesn't achieve that, well. Okay, it's back to the drawing board. Where do we go wrong there? Was it the language we used? Was it the timing of of the post? Was it the fact that um, I need to I need to alert some of my uh, some of my friends and colleagues to uh, to climb on the back of the uh, of the next mm. one? And when you say climb on the back of it, are you talking about people? just liking it is that sufficient to unleash those shackles or i I, i'm sure sharing it is better but sometimes if that doesn't necessarily suit somebody's Mm. timeline they might be a bit reluctant can you can you still get a similar benefit from just getting them to like which is perhaps yeah liking is the um is probably the the lowest form of currency but it's also the the easiest to do Mm. um commenting is good for you because uh, because your name gets in into the uh, into the thread and people get to know your name etc 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 if it's a popular thread they'll read it over and over again um, and the, the the sharing I would be wary about sharing um, because that depresses the uh, the post that you might have just put out that's regarded as another post of yours. So if you just put one out and it's begun to fly, you'll just you'll just depress the uh, the the engagement on it if you if you share something. But if so, someone shared it for somebody shared it for you, how does that work? Well, that's then? fine. So that's, it's, it, so it's it, just yourself. It's it's yeah, when it's right. when if 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 I put something out and you share it, yeah. Just after you've put a post out that's beginning to get some traction, yeah, you'll 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 depress that traction. Own, on your first all right, post. okay. All right, you can take a hike then next time. Yes, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm always surprised by the amount of times you share things. <laughs> that's She's me all over. Let me tell you. She's a sharer. 
Interesting. Yeah. It is. It's one of those mm. uh, one of those quirks that um, uh, it's one of those quirks we need to be aware of, really. Yeah. Um, I mean, how often is a, a? I mean, it's a stupid question because it's how long's a piece of string. But how often should somebody be posting um, to ensure that they don't irritate people, but are remaining active enough to stay in the memory? Um, well, I think you should be active every day, but that doesn't necessarily mean you have to post. You you can be you can be active um, commenting on other on other people's uh, posts <laughs> and sharing in Elaine's case. <laughs> depressing her timeline. <laughs> oh, it's so depressing. Uh, totally, yeah. um, no, you, you try and be active every day so mm. that your profile is 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 uh, is relatively high. But my advice about posting would be post when you've got something you really want to say. You see an awful lot of um, criticism by people of people who who will say we're not on Facebook. Um, bit rude, you know. If somebody's just said, "Oh, I've got to open the window. It's so hot in here." Um, we're not on Facebook, uh, and it's quite right. Don't post. Don't post rubbish. Just post post mm. stuff that is important to you. Mm. A strategy would be good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> now there is an advertising facility on LinkedIn. Now is this is this sort of a version of being able to boost a post by taking when you particularly want to be seen by someone or is it more a bit like having an advert on a It's more more like having an advert. Right. Um, it's relatively clunky. I think we've compared Facebook and, and LinkedIn advertising in the past. And I won't repeat the comment I said then uh, because <laughs> this is a LinkedIn show. Um, but uh, Facebook is much more fle flexible and uh, probably more effective than uh, than than LinkedIn. I, I've, I've, I do quite a lot of Facebook advertising. I do a little bit of LinkedIn advertising. The LinkedIn advertising results have been deeply disappointing. It's quite expensive as well. Yes, it isn't is. It? Yes, um, but I'd be I'd be more than happy to hear from somebody out there who's who's used LinkedIn uh, LinkedIn advertising effectively. I'd love to learn from their experience, as, mm. as I'm sure we all would, uh, because it's it, it's obviously. It's obviously making a lot of money. Uh, the results, the the monetary results, are good for LinkedIn, but um, but for the for the small business like ourselves, um, how how effective is it? So please, if you've got experience mm. of that, drop us a line and, and let us know. Now, one of our earlier podcasts was about DIY marketing. Uh, I would probably say that social media, Elaine, falls very much into most people's DIY marketing mm. uh, to-do lists. Mm. Um, I, I guess, to a degree, by us doing our own stuff, um, we are DIYing it. Yeah. Um, but, of course, Chris, you can do that for people. Yes. Um, managing their accounts or training them up. Um, my my preference, to be honest, is to uh, is to empower other people to be able to do it themselves, especially with LinkedIn, because 
LinkedIn is a pretty personal thing. The LinkedIn is all about you, whereas Facebook business page is all about the company and Twitter, Twitter's the same. I guess Instagram similar. Um, so whereas, yes, you can have a third party manage Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, maybe YouTube and some of the others linkedin linkedin's a very personal thing i i as a as a trainer i would prefer to empower people to to do their own the problem with that and i've run some some very successful workshops the problem with those workshops that 10 people will attend uh 10 people will uh will give glowing feedback at the end and and resolve to get stuck into linkedin and not looking at Elaine in particular, but uh, of those uh, of those ten, that's pe- his gauzy <laughs> eye. <laughs> of, of those ten people, seven won't do anything because because something will happen when they get back to the office. Something will happen, and uh, it, it just won't get done. Well, we did actually touch on this in the DIY show, which mm. is available on the same feed that you'll have found this, guys, if you missed that show. Um, because we said sometimes, actually, it's better to have the knowledge on how to do it, but that doesn't necessitate that you then have to do it yourself. No. Because no. you might not be able to do it for time or still for skills reasons. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I mean, have you come across any good examples of people who would have benefited from following that advice <laughs> well i think to, to sort of take a couple of steps back from that anyway is it linkedin as a platform is it is an excellent platform is that all that said it's still not going to be perfect for everybody no, is it so quite right. so that the point is if if you're going to do something do it well i think isn't what we're saying so if you know that is where your your sort of client base is going to come from you want it to be the best possible sort of uh, vision of you or visual of you that you possibly can so if that means that you get help with it then absolutely um you know or you decide well linkedin's not not the place i'm going to find my client anyway so there is it's it's one of those things that for me looking at linkedin as a a layman in it really over the time i've been on it it's definitely changed as a platform it's it's a lot sort of more uh casual in a way than it used to be and i think that's because of that, a lot of people have gone on onto it because they think, oh, it's it's not as quite as strict as it used to no, be. No, not as daunting. No, that's right. But with that comes the fact then there's a big, huge element of it that people just don't use at all, which is obviously what you're you know yeah. t- talking about, Chris. There's so many things you can do yeah. that there's there's a huge number of people who just do it as a, a sort of bit more businessy version of Facebook and connect and interact with people, but they're not getting to full potential out of it because they don't know how to do the chunk of stuff that is actually going to really get them the true business is how I look at it. The critical thing is when you when you sit down at the end of the year and you, you, you look at your sales analysis, where have my sales come? What's in the LinkedIn column? You know, well, how many sales have come mm. as a direct result of LinkedIn? Um, and if you've been on workshops or you've uh, you've done some some training on YouTube and but you've not put it into practice, and the answer is zero, well, it's a bit of a shame uh, because the potential is yeah. absolutely vast on LinkedIn mm-hmm. as long as it's done properly. The brain processes nearly ten thousand visual and oral cues per minute. As first impressions stick, make the customer see your business in the right way. 
Funky Vibes can ensure your vibes attract the right tribe with their marketing expertise, graphic design, bespoke websites, and social media packages. For more information or a no-commitment initial consultation, simply email your tribe at funkyvibe.co.uk. Elaine mentioned uh, a really good point, which was it might not be suitable for everybody. When might that might when might that apply? That is a good point, um, and it's predominantly a business to business uh, business to business tool, isn't it? Um, so anybody selling to uh, the public, as it were, so you know, um, I suppose a shop really, hairdressers, yeah, yeah hairdressers, mm. shops, and uh, other retail outlets. Um, yes, possibly LinkedIn isn't uh, isn't terribly appropriate for them. Having said that, you still get uh, you still get florists and uh, um, oh, the, uh, there's there are alternative therapists who who will go into business. You might think, well, they're do- they're going to deal with the public, but actually, we're all the public. Business mm. people are the public, so therapists can go into the um, into the businesses. Offer a taster session at lunchtime, say to um, for fr- free of charge, and end up with with private business as a result of uh, making mm. that connection with with the business. So, it can work can work for some um, some companies that uh, would otherwise be thought of as only dealing with the public, but generally the Facebook is Facebook is the home for. For that sort of uh, that sort of company, if it's something where you are selling to a customer, uh, going back to what we touched on in the uh, in the networking mm. uh, show, um, it's about referral partners, which are sometimes better picked up from LinkedIn. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Again, I some some of the circles that I mix in, people use um, LinkedIn as a let's check that person out. So um, so it sort of gives bit of credibility so then it's also it's, it's also it is like a bit of a oh let's look at who they are and what they do and who they work for yeah. so i think even more so now it's it's uh, more accessible if you like for a lot of businesses really because it does give gives people the chance to see who who that person is and a bit more about them um without sort of yeah, stalking them as a boat. Reading through the bins. <laughs> yeah. So it's, yeah, because yeah, obviously by the nature of what I do as, as a sales coach, um, I've got some clients who are coaches, you know, life coaches, and, and they're all on LinkedIn now. I think it, it's sort of the landscape has changed a, a little bit because yeah. it does help people see, uh, you know, just a bit about their journey and, and it gives them a bit more credibility, doesn't it? So, yeah. 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 Mm. Is there a, a messaging tool on LinkedIn? I, I know oh, there yes. is an ability, uh, but is it more the, the pro version which allows you to yes. more yeah. directly contact people? The, the pro version allows you to contact people in greater numbers, but you can contact anyone with the free version uh, as long as you're a first-level connection. So building those first, those relevant first level connections uh, is is important, mm. um, and then you can you can enter into discussion with them, um, find out find out about their business, have them find out about yours, and arrange that uh, that meeting. Okay. Yeah, I think that's that's the thing. Is it's like it's like anything we do, whether it's social media or any type of marketing, it is having the plan and the strategy behind it, isn't it? So as you say, you can, you know, I've I've certainly built some good connect- connections by messaging people who I've 
sort of either met or perhaps like what they've been doing on LinkedIn and you, you can actually build up some good connections like that but but you've got to put the time and energy into doing that and a and a um a conscious decision that you're going to do it haven't you really yes, um, yes. like so it's like any type of marketing you've got to have that plan behind it really mm. networking is often one which people overlook they go and collect a load of business cards and then when they get back to the desk they don't sort of yeah. make a point of trying to connect with you on no. linkedin sometimes the more savvy people you'll see sort of within 24 48 hours of having met them they yeah they invite you to connect on linkedin which i always think is quite a smart way of doing it because yeah. You've, yeah. you've got that yeah I do that. That's That's one of my things I say to people. Do it within 48 hours. And it's not selling them anything. It's just, hello, great to meet you um, and connect. Well, it allows you to reintroduce yourself further down the line if if, if the opportunity presents itself. Yeah, because it's amazing how quick we think, oh, yeah, I remember that person. And, you know, we're all doing lots of different stuff, aren't we? And meeting, whether that's virtually or physically, lots of people. So if you don't do it quite quickly... You're not, you're not going to remember it. Well, you could do it even quicker than that, really. If you during the course of the meeting, if if it's appropriate, yes. Um, that there is a means. That there are a couple of means uh, using your using your mobile using both mobile phones yeah. where you can connect with one another. Now, uh, a question just popped into my head because um, I know the answer. <laughs> uh, but um, when you're using LinkedIn and when you're particularly when you post into LinkedIn, do you do it direct or would you use or would you advise people using uh, third-party platforms which allow you to post across various platforms at the same time? Like Hootsuite. Like Hootsuite, which from my experience will often reshape and resize images that you might use. So um, it, <laughs> might, it might be one that would fit nicely. Um, if you posted it direct on LinkedIn, but yep. then it doesn't. Well, you'd be more sensitive to that than me. <laughs> oh, it, <laughs> yeah. we, we feel your pain, but we, we don't feel it the we, same. We don't care. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, to answer your question, I, I would. I, I tend to um, post directly onto LinkedIn these days. Um, I think Hootsuite is a great place for enabling you to uh, to keep pushing the underlying business message out to your Facebook page and your Twitter your Twitter feed and Instagram maybe. Um, but LinkedIn, I think I, I have a thing about LinkedIn and I would prefer to to actually do it at the time. The, the fundamental failings I tend to find with those platforms is your inability to tag people in the posts when you you're writing something when it's for LinkedIn, which yeah. is, mm. is a great way of getting people to be aware that you've mentioned them or you've yeah. done something that might be relevant for them. Yeah. Uh, the Hootsuite and Buffer's the other one, isn't it? I think yeah. they've got they've got lots of great functionality, but there are there are some elements of it that you, you can't do that you would be able to do direct on the platform. Uh, mm. And that's one of them, as I understand it, yeah. yeah. Hashtags. Mm. Well, I'm not the one to ask about hashtags. I'm a, an ad hoc hashtagger. <laughs> now, you are a, a professional hashtagger, Mark. Um, yeah. Hashtag, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've never seen anyone post as many hashtags in a, in a post as you. I think we ought to do a programme on hashtags, actually. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm actually just looking... Um... So you're just writing a few hashtags. <laughs> <laughs> 
if I'm being entirely honest, so there are if you go into Google and 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 type in a search for a hashtag generator, you can bring up pages where you can put a subject matter yeah. into the search term, and it will generate hashtags that are relevant for that that topic or that um, that phrase. Yeah, a lot of them are rubbish. Yeah, uh, some of them are irrelevant. So you do then have to spend a few minutes just clearing out the ones mm. that are chaff but quite often it will really generate some useful ones for you uh, which you can then use in your post mm. um, now a little a little tip is um, if you use an iPhone and if you don't use an iPhone you're an idiot um, <laughs> thanks <laughs> Apple we are available for sponsorship uh, email us at goldfish at thepodstation.co.uk uh, as Chris mentioned earlier it's a great way to promote your business um, <laughs> In the, if you hashtag. Go, <laughs> yeah, hashtag shameless plug. Um, if you go into your general settings on your phone and there's a keyboard setting, you'll also find um, an option called text replacement. Oh. Uh, and in that text replacement, you can actually create shortcut codes that replicate phrases or oh. or or in this case hashtags that you might want to use so for example um i have some hashtags which i use for funky vibes which promote the services that i do and they won't usually change i might add to them additional ones um which will which will just supplement the content of the post yeah. but i've created the the initials FV and when I type that into a post it will automatically add all the hashtags so I'm not actually manually so that's typing how you do it. Oh you see we, we do need to talk about this one don't we in the future. Well we, we do and we don't because um, I, Mark and I have have different uh, different attitudes to hashtagging. Uh, not even views it's an fight. I'm rolling up my sleeves everywhere. <laughs> I, I, I tend to think that they look quite ugly if there's lots oh. of them. Oh, right. um, and so I, I restrict myself to a maximum of three, oh. um, which will be what I regard <laughs> as being the three most relevant. Um, now, whether I'm right or whether whether Mark's right, I don't know. But that would be interesting to hear from anyone listening as well. In, as indeed, yeah. indeed. Although as I edit the show, um, I will be right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, my, my my approach to hashtags is actually uh, they they really do make a big difference to who will view your post, right. and, and I I tend to use. I mean, Instagram limits it to thirty. So I will. I will. Thirty. Yes. Indeed. <laughs> oh God. Um, so how I, many would you put? Chris has said, "Thank goodness." Well, it, again, it's about it's about it remaining relevant. So I wouldn't use hashtags that aren't relevant to the content that I'm trying to promote because actually you just disenfranchise people who come across your post and think, "Well, actually, that's a completely irrelevant mm. one." But by the same token, by doing them, they do make a big difference to who can see and who can find. Yeah. your posts um, and as far as it how it aesthetically looks because it goes at the bottom mm. I don't really have too much of an issue because the, the content is above it and yeah. anyone who sits there and reads the hashtags quite <laughs> frankly needs to go and find themselves a friend <laughs> uh, hashtag friend that was me <laughs> 
Elaine, you're 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 being very quiet on the old hashtag policy. What uh, do, do you use yes, hashtags? Back, back me up here. And yeah. if, if so, is it nearer three or thirty? <laughs> oh well, no, somewhere in between. Isn't it? I I don't do like the idea of hashtags, but I'm not certainly only scratching the surface. So I don't I don't know enough about them really. I'd like to know more. I'd like to know what they do um, because uh, as I'm a bit of a um, love a phrase you know things like my accidental sales people I, I love things that you think if you can get the right things that people can associate with and it and it works for your business yeah and i'm all for that really so so the simple answer is i don't know enough about it really so i i sort of do th- throw some on that i like to use um but i don't think i'd go as far as 30 i think i'd struggle with 30 or <laughs> yeah. about a six six i think's probably my max i'd say so, um, I'm just finding the post. So, on the pod station, there is a film one, a film policy, um, and that did a post um, at the time when uh, Netflix released a TV serial series about Ten Bundy, and then Sky oh, yeah. brought out a, quite frankly, rubbish film around about the same time. Now, that was a great example of um, hashtags. I'm just trying to find it at the minute. Oh, here we go. Um, so the hashtags for that included the, the the mention of the fact that it was the Ted Bundy one. Now, the a film policy page which is only relatively new has got forty nine followers, right. and this post had two hundred and seventy likes. Oh, very good, yeah. very good. Because mm-hmm. of course, by using the hashtags of the name of the film yeah. and the name of the station, yeah. people were writing in searches of what might be on the telly or trying to find something, and, and that's kind of the relevance. I would suggest, Mr. Pollard, that maybe if you just hashtag the name of the film, you might have got those. Uh... We, we don't know. We, we don't know. We, we don't know which of the twenty-nine hashtags it might have been. I, so I think that we do need to come back to this because you know like it's like what's the purpose of a hashtag? You know what what does it do? What's what's the impact of it as you do it? And why? Is, what's the relevance? I think yeah. there's even if it's not a show on its own, I think it could be a uh, to be continued. Oh, I think so. I think mm. that uh, I might do some one or two experiments using Mark's policy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Just to see, because yeah. speak from a position of strength rather than feeling. Yeah. I look forward to him admitting that I'm right. <laughs> I notice he hasn't said, I'll adopt Chris's policy on a couple, I think of, you've got a couple of posts. I have got chance of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm open to suggestions. Uh, right. Well, I think we've relatively thoroughly uh, covered on a, a cursory level LinkedIn. Um, of course, there's much, much more to, to find out about it. Um, and I guess it, we've established that coming to either Elaine or I might not necessarily be the best solution, might <laughs> Probably it? not. Hashtag not, not news there, really, is it? <laughs> nice use of a hashtag there, Elaine. However, Chris, Mark. you are the man. Um, what what sort of stuff can you do to help people with this, this LinkedIn headache, whether it be... Um, uh, help I don't know what I'm doing or I need to make better use of it well there's, there's several several different ways I work with clients and one that uh, we mentioned before is is the workshop where there'll be um, it'll, it'll be a general thing it's it's uh, there'll be 10 people from 10 different companies in the room maximum maximum of 10 um, 
and it'll be an empowerment workshop. It, this is this is this is how it should look. This is how to dress your dress your uh, profile to impress. Um, how to attract clients, and then the afternoon session is purely lead generation and how to do it and the, the most effective ways of of generating leads. That's the workshop. How much does that cost? Um, the early bird prices. Uh, Ninety-seven pounds for the day, okay, including lunch and uh, all materials. Is that the beginners and one? A cheerful trainer, <laughs> um, smouldering <laughs> trainer. I was going to say, so it's not you then. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Good job we know each other well. Thank you very it? much. Yes, I've I been on it, and I'll say it was absolutely brilliant. So Thank yeah, you. it really Thank was. You. Um, so that that's the that's the the workshop. Uh, there's a similar there's a half day one I do for for corporates, um, and that's that's a, going to speak to a team of customer facing people, which might be salespeople or it might be the the senior management team who want to take better advantage of LinkedIn. I've done a lot of those, and um, they do they do work because there's. It's a it's a mixture of of those who are actually going to do it, and those who want to know how it's done. And it's what you were both saying mm. before about um, it's not so much not so much that you that that person is going to be the one that's responsible, but if they're going to ask somebody else to do it, they need to know how it's done and how it should work yes. and, and so on. So there's that, um, and there is a there is a done for you. Um, LinkedIn lead generation service, which uh, I, have, uh, I have several customers uh, on that, and and that's quite popular. It's certainly very effective, um, uh, if not a little controversial. But uh, we like con- controversy, don't we, Mark? <laughs> we do. Um, you, you, we mentioned actually there's a new story that staff will receive notifications of when business pages yes. do do updates. So it, it's it's very useful for that sort of a, a session that you were talking about there yeah. with your corporate, the corporate packages, one, yes. helping staff make sure that they link to or liked your page and that they're down as being mm. part of your team on their profile. Yeah. Um, yeah. means that you can get when you talk about organic engagement they're the perfect people for very easily doing it aren't oh, they, 100% really? 100% yes they, we haven't really touched on the business page today it's more been about the the personal pro- profile because at the end of the day people buy people don't they uh, and LinkedIn is is very much for the the individual the business pages I don't believe have taken off the way they were intended i think they're great for the the larger the larger company the the national company the multinational company they don't work for the little local local company where it's very much um the individuals that are that are the ones that uh, that drive the sales rather than the uh, rather than the company if you like you said earlier um that you'll go into a meeting and you'll leave that meeting by the time you you get home somebody has the person you've seen has been on your linkedin profile and that's it's just so important if only because of that it's just so important to have a profile that talks to the client properly that is client relevant 
Mm. And that's, I mean, that is my message for today. Really, make sure your, make sure your your profile is relevant to the client, not just an ego trip for you. Top tip, yeah. Elaine. Have you got a top tip? No. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag no. Hashtag no. Yeah. No. <laughs> No, I don't think I have really. No, I think it's get like, in the expert. Yeah, I, I do exactly. I don't. I haven't. I'm. I'm very much a work in progress with uh, LinkedIn. I think I've. I've come a long way since I started. But yeah, absolutely, lots to learn still from our great friend over there. Yeah, I, I think my tip would be about your content. Make sure it's relevant and it's good quality. Don't spam people. Yeah. It's yeah. been proven with the algorithms that it doesn't work because you just don't get any engagement and you don't get put in front of anybody useful because it is spam. Um, so there is that added incentive to make sure that what you do post is of good quality so that when people do go and have a look at your profile and indeed your business page. So quite often I will post yeah. on that business page and then share the post from the business yes. page so that people can go back and see the history of the business stuff yeah. um but like you say the chris the business pages haven't really taken off as such so again it's more a case of look there's more stuff here why don't you go and have a look yeah. at it rather yeah. than trying to yeah. create more followers as such yeah quite right um fantastic well um that that was a, a, a an enlightening it was session it was Hashtag enlightening <laughs> Thank, thank you both for listening. <laughs> that was good. Very good. Thank you, Chris. Yes, absolutely. Um, if they want to find out more about the products and services, uh, you have a website, of course. I have a website um, where any any forthcoming workshops will be listed. The website website is www.mymarketingguy, two Gs in the middle, dot co dot uk. Um, <laughs> You can find me on LinkedIn, Chris Roxborough, and you can email me at guy at mymarketingguy.co.uk. Don't forget those two G's in the middle. <laughs> A telephone number? 07742 664 662. Fan dabby dozy. Absolutely brilliant. Elaine. Do you have two G's in where your website might be? <laughs> two G's. I have two M's in mine, <laughs> which is www.tosummitup.com. Okay, and email if they want to get hold of you. It's Elaine at tosummitup.com. And of course, you've got a brand new product on its way. Oh, I have. Very excited, very excited. But by the time you listen to this, it'll be all out there. So, and um, What's it called? It's... 10 minutes, 10 days, 10 actions. So it's a it's a like mini podcast. So 10 days of 10 good meaty sessions on how to create this sales process. What you need to be thinking about when you're feeling very overwhelmed with all the steps that you've got to take. And before you even start your marketing and do all of that, it's like you've got to know who you're speaking to and all those things. So yeah, very, really excited about it. And, and how much is that? It's £97, which is the price of the day, isn't it, really? It would appear so, wouldn't yeah. it? Yep. Seven sell, as the psychologists say. Yeah. Um, and if you want to get a hold of me, it's mark at funkyvibes.co.uk. Um, I'm on all the uh, social media platforms. It's funky vibes with a three instead of an E. Um, not because we're clever, but because some bugger had stolen the funky vibes. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it was one of those, you know, those bot places that yeah. sitting there doing nothing. But never mind, never mind. We move on. We do. We do indeed. Um, again, as we mentioned at the outset, please subscribe so that these shows will drop automatically onto whatever device you use to listen to your podcasts. You can email us gofish at thepodstation.co.uk if you agree with me um, or you disagree with Chris. Uh, you can also ask him some questions because we will have missed something out. There's only so much we can squeeze into an hour show. Um, uh, like and comment on our posts and tell all your friends and family we, we, we'd quite like some reviews as well um, just so it can help bump us up the charts a little bit and become a bit more visible uh, generally so I think that's about everything yep good yeah well done Elaine thank you Mark and thank uh, you to you and uh, very well done Mr Roxburgh thank you very much good, uh, good session Brill. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you. Get social at go underscore fish marketing on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter.